Now, we all know that Martin can metabolise a pint in five minutes, but I bet even he wouldn't turn his nose up at getting free beer delivered to his door. Yes, our friends at Beer 52 are offering our listeners a free case of eight unique craft beers. Just go to www.beer52.com forward slash WTAF and cover the postage of $5.95. Beer 52 is the world's largest beer club. Even Big Mandy is welcome, but not Colin. He's an utter bozo. Each month, members are sent a crate of beer with different themes. Don't like dark beer? Then choose the light option. Comes with a magazine and two snacks, BLT and crumpets not included. Don't be a cockwomble. Just go to www.beer52.com forward slash WTAF to get this amazing offer. That's www.beer52.com forward slash WTAF. from the WTAF of This Country podcast. I really enjoyed it. If you love that podcast, try our new one, where Pavo... You have to find out about me. And Neil... As you may know, I'm not always the most macho of men. Chat about everything. everything. Are you going to please everybody? I don't think you are. Join us every Wednesday for some fun topical chat where we ask the hard-hitting questions. How do I take my tea? Where we reminisce about days gone by. What is my most embarrassing moment? Would it be soiling yourself somewhere? (laughs) It is, actually. (laughs) Where we give you, the listener, the chance to learn all about us. When you get an ear infection, if you remember you're sick, you don't even need... That sounds Liverpool. (laughs) Sick. 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 Please download, subscribe and leave us a review on Apple Podcasts and all other podcast platforms. Thanks for noticing. Pavo and Neil. Chat about everything. everything. Yeah, hey, 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 I like that one. Hi, I'm Abra Thompson and I play Sophie in this country and you are listening to the What the Actual Fuck This Country podcast. Scarecrow Festival is like the most important day of the year. Daft cow. This is just ridiculous. What the actual fuck? Hey, what the actual fuckers, and welcome to WTAF of this country podcast. Now, first, he's a man who loves a good standard bearer, went through a serious snorting phase, and loves his chaos bugs and orcs. It's Neil! <laughs> what, what's a standard bearer? Warhammer. Oh, mate. is it? Okay. Yeah. That I, I had am... to watch the episode to get <laughs> right. that bit, because I don't know anything about Warhammer. I was going to say, I've never heard but of But you that. look sort of... White and, white and nerdy. I thought it might maybe that might be right up white your street. And nerdy. Yeah, <laughs> thought that might be right up your street. Warhammer. No, I've never played War. That's the like Dungeons and Dragons. Have you not thing. hammered a good war before? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, <laughs> moving on to our guest. Our super fan guest this episode is a this country lover, of course, but is also the creator of Shine, which helps and supports women who go through postnatal depression. Please welcome the lovely Lorraine Cheeseman. Hi. Hello. How are you? Hello, I'm good. Thank you. How are you? We're very well. Now, uh, people that have listened to this podcast and 
followed us will know, Lorraine, for the fact that you gave you all the chance to win Daisy's BAFTA shoes yes. earlier on yeah. in this year, or was it last year? No, it was last it was year. Last year, yeah. wasn't it, after God. the BAFTAs? Yeah. Which was a conversation we were just we were having, just having yeah. about how hot and sweaty it was in the shed when we it did that. It was very hot and yeah. sweaty. Oh, yeah, because we were in that unseasonable heat wave, weren't we? It was that year? unseasonable heat wave, indeed, yes. Mm. And Ross, of course, was the, the proud, is now the proud owner. Did you try them on? I did try them on. Did you? Absolutely. So where are the photos to. of that? Well, there are a couple. Oh, are there? <laughs> yeah. Were they comfy? They were very high, actually. I don't oh, think really? I could have walked in them, but I did have a little try. Did you? Tried to look elegant. Well, at our, our live show in November, Ross very kindly came on stage wearing those oh, shoes. Oh, my yeah. goodness. And, uh, he I was very what, adept into wearing them. And from we were looking at him from behind, and he's he got some lovely legs, <laughs> Ross. <laughs> some lovely legs. Right, we'll start off with the question we always ask our super fan guests. Yes. Um, this country, where did you first find out about this country, and when did you start watching it? I found out about it because my sister, her children were going to North Leach School. And she had lots of friends in North Leach. And so she told me about this crazy comedy show that were using her friend's house to do some filming. And so I lo- I watched it and then yeah. just... First of all, I didn't really understand if it was real. I thought it was real because the acting was so amazing. And then you thought I, it was like a documentary. Yeah, I right, thought it was right. a real documentary. <laughs> and that there was really a, like an old lady upstairs shouting and thought, no, this can't be real. And that shows how clever they are, I think. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Genius. But I love it. It's really funny. Mm. And the children love it as well now. I've introduced them to it. Oh, right. Okay. How old are the children? Felix is 16 and Eliza's 12. Mm. Okay, and they love but it. I suppose they're used yeah. to they're used to the bad language because they see that they hear that at home all the time. I suppose. Not from me. <laughs> I hasten to add. No, okay. Probably in the schoolyard, isn't it? Actually, yes. So, mm. and you you've sort of got to let the kids watch these sort of things, otherwise they mess out in the schoolyard and be left mm. behind. Don't yeah. They? So, did you watch it first and then let the kids watch it, or did you sort of watch a couple of episodes and let, then let them watch it? I afterwards? watched it first and watched it and loved it, and then it was only really after meeting Daisy that the children wanted to watch it. Oh, right. Oh, this is, that's Daisy, that's Daisy. So then they watched it and watched all of the catch-up episodes and what we were there watching her when she went up to get her her BAFTA. Mm. Yeah, and they just got really involved after that, really. So do you have a favourite series? Obviously, you've only got two to choose from. But... Ah! The, the first one. My favourite one ever is the Scarecrow one. Oh, the very first yeah, episode, I think is that's, it? Well, I think that's the first one I watched and it just properly cracked me up. It was hilarious. Mm. So I've got really nice, fond thoughts of that one. Mm. Yeah. So I... you said that you met Daisy. So, I mean, you want to explain what Shine is and sort of it was it was because of that yeah. that you sort of met Daisy? It was, actually. So Shine is something that I set up about f- five years ago. Um, it's supporting mums... And families, really, with postnatal or maternal illness. So it can be depression, anxiety, OCD, um, PTSD. All of these things can be cri- can be triggered by having a baby. And for me, um, it was intense anxiety and depression, sort of like together. It was an absolutely horrendous time in my life. But you know, Eliza's 12 now and I can look back on it and not be too affected by it. And there was not really any support there. There was no peer support there was nothing for me to stop me thinking that I was just I'm the only one going through this so Mm. it's something that I felt very passionate about helping other mums going through that same thing one day 
so when Eliza started school and I was feeling well enough, I thought, right, let's give it a go. And so it started off just with me and a, my friend Becky, who's an artist, and we were waiting for some mums to come and no one came <laughs> on our first ever workshop. But now we've got five shines running around Gloucestershire and one in wow. Swindon. And there's shine drop-ins popping up all over the place, which aren't necessarily the courses which we run of art therapy and nutrition and everything really that will give a mum tools to help herself get better. But the shine drop-ins are mainly just for peer support and meeting other mums feeling similar to you. Mm. Um, so, yeah, um, Daisy had her little girl and before I knew it, she was at Shine and it was like, oh my gosh, I recognise you. And yeah, she absolutely loved it. She wasn't able to finish the course because she suddenly got so busy. Um, but it's something that really touched her and she reached out and wanted to support Shine. And that's one of the reasons she gave the shoes to um to raffle off was to mm, raise mm. money for Shine. Yeah, so that's when I met Daisy and she was introduced to the the Shine mummies, the family of Shine really. It's like a proper little community now. Yeah. So what you know you're saying that like before there wasn't anything around I take it you, yeah. you were looking for help, were you? You were looking for some kind of support from NHS or yeah, some kind I of doctor? So. The, the the support was there for counselling. So I had some CBT, hmm. um, I can't think what it stands for now. Cognitive, Cognitive Behavioural Therapy. Therapy. How did you help. find that? Some of it was really helpful, some of it not so helpful. I think because the anxiety I felt wasn't actually attached to anything, hmm. it was just an overwhelming feeling of doom and terror. So they, it's, it was quite tricky to grab a thought and turn it into something positive because it wasn't that I was feeling anxious about a particular thing. Mm. So cognitive behavioural therapy can be amazing because it can really help you retrain your brain into being more positive. So that side of it helps. Um, but yeah, I was that was available to me. Um, but it was just me on my own. And I think that having some other mums, getting to know some other mums going through the same thing would have been amazing because I could have spoken about how I was feeling with someone who understood mm. and who got it and we could have kind of bounced off each other and supported each other and maybe even laughed at what was happening because it was just it's crazy it's absolutely crazy what happens um so that's what the mums at shine get the peer support from mm. each other is something that they'll have probably forever the friendships that they make are so intense because they're going through uh, such a journey together. Um, the connections are amazing. Mm. Um, yeah, so the peer support is incredible. Um, and then the art side of it is something that I discovered myself. One of the CBT things was to um, distract yourself, distract your mind out of the anxiety. So by using something creative, I was doing lots of cross-stitching and tapestries. And by doing that, there was no room in my brain for the anxiety as well. So it just kind of pushed it to, it to the side. It crowds everything else out. Yeah, right, okay. so it was really clever. And I thought I wanted to bring that into it as well. And then from there, we then added in all sorts of other things that help with anxiety as well and depression. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So if, if somebody was going to contact you for the first time, mm -hmm. what, what would they expect being the first time? Oh, so I usually get referrals through the health visitors, but self-referrals is also fine. So mm. you could find Shine through Facebook, send me a message, and then I would call the mum 
and speak to the mum, ask how she's feeling, talk to her about what we can do to help and instantly make her feel so much better. Mm. I think when they speak to me and I sort of talk about my experience, it's like, oh my gosh, it's so lovely talking to you. I thought it was just me that felt like this. I thought I would never get better, but, you know, here I am and I'm fine. And that gives them hope. And so I can take away their, the anxiety, a little bit of coming along to shine by adding them into our peer support page. So we've got like a very private online peer support page called Shine Mummies. So all the mums that have ever come to shine are all in there. Present mums, mums who are on the waiting list. So you've instantly got that peer support. So you can post anything on there and mm. straight away mums come jumping in with support. It's it's amazing. Yeah. And is it is it something that affects the husbands or the dads as well? <gasps> yeah. I mean, in two ways, really. The dads who have got the mum going through it, mm. I can't even imagine how hard it is for them. They don't, like for James, my husband, he was amazing. But, you know, there was times where he would say the wrong thing or didn't know what to do or didn't know what to say. And the number of dads that are going through that, I really mm. feel for them. I wish there was some kind of support for the dads as well yeah. as the mums. And I've, I have tried once doing a dad's day for that exact reason, to get some dads together so they can talk to each other about what they're going through. Mm. How do, you know, what do you do when she's like this? Or when she's crying, I don't know whether to be strict or whether to be kind. And, and it's, that would be amazing. But on the other side of it, dads do actually get postnatal depression too. Right. So it's kind of thought of being a very hormone-based illness, which it is, mm. but it can almost it can also be sudden change of circumstances or trauma from the birth. All of these things can cause postnatal depression in dads too. Mm. Yeah. So, so if 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 the the mum or the lady that comes to see you is diagnosed with whatever, whatever mm -hmm. um, um, it is. Is it something that's curable or is that something you're then going to carry on? It's definitely, well, I would say usually curable. Yeah. Postnatal depression is something that is caused by having the baby. I mean, you're probably more likely to get it if you have had mental illness in your past or right. you're sensitive to certain things. But it's, it is something that you can get through and you learn your way through it. Sometimes you need medication to... I mean, your, your brain completely goes off balance. Mm. The chemicals are all over the place. You've got all these bad chemicals in there instead of the positive ones. So you have to retrain your brain to start creating the serotonin again. And sometimes you need medication to help with that, which is absolutely fine. Mm. I did. Um, and that helps you. And then once you're... Uh, it sort of gives you a little bit of a leg up to then start climbing out of that hole yourself. Mm. And then once you start putting all these other things into action, it's like a snowball effect. So you start to feel better. You've achieved one thing that day. You think, oh, I didn't think I was going to be able to do that. I'm going to try and do this tomorrow. And then the more you achieve, you know, slowly, slowly, you do start to feel more positive. Um, it can take a while. Mm. It depends. I mean, the severities can be from quite mild to very severe. I was really severely I didn't end up going into a mother and baby unit but you can you can end up having to be taken into a mother and baby unit with your baby because you need to be looked after mm. so there's no that everyone's looking after the baby but who's looking after mum yeah I suppose these days as well mental health is something that's sort of like pushed to the forefront of 
of just life these days. It's a lot more accessible to to talk about it, yes. and it, the, the, you sort of imagine the the old days, if you like. It was always have a stiff upper lip and just yeah. just brush it off and carry on together. and put yeah pull yourself together. <laughs> Whereas these days, but is it, it are more people talking about it, or do you need to? eke it out of them a little bit more do you still need to find ways of getting people to talk even, they, even if they come to you yes. do they still find it hard to sort of say look this is what's wrong with me oh, or admit God, that there yeah. are things wrong absolutely the stigma is still there quite mm. massively um and the you know the things that go with postnatal depression all these intrusive thoughts that mums can get about harming their baby or harming themselves and you it's, it takes it takes real strength to admit to anyone that you've had these thoughts mm. I mean it's all to do with the illness so there's that mm. side of it and there is still like a fear that if you admit that you've got postnatal depression that someone's going to take your baby away mm. you know there's a real fear of that and and also it's I think it's probably one of the hardest depressions to admit to because you're almost you're putting them yourself out there for judgment on not being a good mum because you feel like you're a terrible mum at the time and then you think everyone else is going to think you're a bad mum it's really hard to talk mm. about still it really is mm. but obviously one of the keys for you is to get that message out that it is okay to talk and that there are people because I'm sure there there are still hundreds if not thousands of mums that are sat at home thinking that I am the only person going through this. Yeah, they probably would be. So the, the, how do you... How I suppose it's just social media that you have to try and get that message out as, as far and as wide as you can. Yeah, I think it needs to start... Um, I've been working quite closely with the NHS and straight away the midwives need to have some real intensive training on how to spot it. Right. There needs to be proper questions asked. How are you? not just all about the baby. It needs to be questions directed to the mum and the dad. Mm, mm. Talk to the dad because he'll know maybe a little bit about how mum's doing. She might not even realise she's in the midst of it. So there are these professionals there at that point of contact that need to be spotting it and, you know, talking to the mums about it. Because if it's missed then, it's really hard to then recapture it. It can fall through the nets, especially if it's a first... If it's your first baby and you think, God, this is what it feels like to be a mum. It's mm. a flipping nightmare and you're mm. not getting any sleep so you're tired and and you might not even realise you have it. You think that this is it now. Oh, mm. my God, this is really, really hard. So it, I think it's there's so much work to do around spotting it early, getting that early intervention, encouraging mums to, to be open about it, talk to your friends. If you're feeling that you're not having a great time or that something's not right, you're feeling anxious about things, um, speak to your friends about it because talking about it really, really does help. Mm. They might be able to point you in the direction of shine or they'll probably say, oh, my gosh, yeah, my, my sister was like this. This is what she had or this is what you need to do. Go mm. and speak to your doctor and then they'll put you in touch with other people that might be able to help mm. because, yeah, you shouldn't be feeling no. that terrible. So how common is it in first-time mothers? Though? It is probably about 50%. One in five mums will experience some kind of postnatal illness, mm. either during pregnancy. You see, it happens even before you've had the baby. You can start feeling the anxious and the intrusive thoughts while you're pregnant. Right. And that OCD can kick in. And it, you might not even think it's anything to do with 
mental illness you think it's i need to keep safe i need to not have any germs near me it might harm Mm. the baby um and it's things to look out for but yeah one in five mums probably there's probably quite a big percentage of them that won't ever come forward and do anything Mm. about it it's shocking to think that your charities is it the first charity doing this well i think shine is the first peer support group that Mm. offers courses and art therapy throughout so that as the mums are working on their workshops and creating something it's easier for them to start talking because you've got that side by side rather than all around sitting and looking each other waiting to talk to each other about your stories it's not like that at all as you're making you start to open up you're building bonds and before you know it we're having amazingly honest raw conversations and, you know, we could never be shocked by anything. Mm. And it's a relief, such a relief for these mums to get it off their chest because it kind of almost normalises to them how they're feeling. Um, and I don't... There are peer support groups around all over the country. Mm. Um, but to combine it with arts yeah. and other tools that you might want to to learn, like mm. yoga, breathing, deep breathing for yoga is incredible for anxiety. So... We kind of arm the mums with as much as we can. Nutrition, hypnotherapy, we, we literally, this can help, that can help, so that they can then pick and choose from what they've learned and sort of help themselves. So it's almost like distracting the brain with something else that takes your mind off the things like the depression and that. And you said earlier on that yes. it sort of fills your fills your brain with stuff. So is, is your plan to sort of spread this out? countrywide is it or are you just concentrating on the sort of Gloucestershire area at the moment I'm concentrating on the Gloucestershire area because it does cost quite a lot of money to run the shine courses and I don't want the mums to have to pay anything I don't want money to be an issue at all I want anyone and everyone to be able to come not just mums who can afford to come because you know you can go to art therapy courses and do make beautiful creative things but it costs a fortune Mm. so I don't want that to be an issue so keeping on top of the funding is really really hard work so the big lottery are amazing I've recently applied to Comet Relief there's all these incredible trusts all over the country who are there to give money for this exact reason to help communities Mm. so but then having worked with the NHS they've seen how effective Shine is and we're hoping that they're, they've, they've chosen Shine as their the best practice case study. So they're sending it out all over the country to, for people to copy, really, which is mm. fine by me. I can't, you know, it can't all be Shine. But if people know that this really works and then that can start happening all around the place. Yeah. And is it just you running these? Yes, it, it, yeah, yeah. <laughs> wow, it sounds like you do. It's really work. hard work. Yeah, it's quite it full on. <laughs> and what's every day you do one? No, there's so basically we have one on a Monday that runs from the Baptist Church. Yeah. Then there's one on a Thursday that runs from the barracks, the army barracks, specifically for army mums. And then we have two on a Friday, one from Dursley in the morning, and then one back at the Baptist Church in Sirencester in the afternoon. Those are the four that I am always at. And then we have one in Swindon, which is run by another mum who came to me and said, there was no support in Swindon. I wish there was a shine in Swindon. And when she was better, if you want to run a shine in Swindon, can I please run it for you? So it's a like-minded mum, really, Mm. who's got the passion. 
she's been through it and she wants to help others because it I think it shocks you when you've been through something like that it's like oh my god I can't believe mm. that happens just from having a baby mm. um so yeah there's one in Swindon as well so that's can, one that I don't get to can you see when you st- I don't know when you're in a, in a coffee shop and you see like a young mum or a, a mum with a small baby can you sort of look and go She's going through something. Could, have you, is your eye, eye trained? Yeah, I think I can. I can right. see it in their eyes. And one of the things that we always talk about at Shine, being a Shine mum, it's almost like you take on a little bit of responsibility to look out for mums like that. And if you see someone that you think is struggling, what, just, are you okay? Yeah. And if she says, yeah, I'm fine, then you, you need to say, are you, re- are you really okay? Mm. And it helps if you know the mum slightly, yeah. but... Yeah, we should all be looking out for each other. Because there must be a thin line between somebody that's just having a bad day, you know, they've, they've dropped their shopping on the floor or something, mm. to yes. somebody that is actually going through something. And then again, it's the fine line between caring for someone and, and maybe sticking your nose in, uh, you know, yeah, they you turn around right. and say, it's, it's no, mind your own business, you know. Yeah. Um, I think if you're at a baby group, perhaps if you're in a shop, I might not be brave enough to do it. <laughs> but if I was in a certain place, like mm. at a toddler group, and you can see a mum, you can kind of watch her and think, oh, she's not having an easy time. Yeah, yeah. Just to go and offer your support. Mm. And, you know, she might open up to you, she might not, but mm. maybe she, talk she about your come own. Along. Yeah, exactly. Maybe talk about your own experiences. Mm. And yeah, say. yeah. But there's, there is so much judgment out there. And I hate it when mums judge other mums mm. and it happens mm. you should be doing it like this or this is how you should do it and yeah mums really should really be sticking together mm. well there is a stigma over mental illness still isn't there i mean it's getting mm. better like you alluded to but there still is that stigma yeah you know especially in the workplace yeah unfortunately there is yeah, there really is well it's it's because if someone breaks their leg you can see they've broken their leg exactly yeah. if someone's brain is to a better word, broken. You mm. can't see that, and no. there are, there are people that will use that to get a day off work. You know, I'm, I'm not feeling right, and and then it it makes you you second guess people that yeah. it is actually affecting. Yeah, which I think is is a bit is unfortunate. The terms can be thrown around a little bit too mm. easily. Oh, I'm suffering from anxiety. Yeah, I've got anxiety, and I think, have you really? Mm. If, the word anxiety. It's it's a tricky one because it doesn't do it justice. Like feeling a little bit anxious, you know, everyone feels anxious about certain things in their lives all the time. But when you have anxiety, it's a completely different ball game. And I think sometimes people don't really realise when they say they've got anxiety if they really have got anxiety. Yeah. Mm, yeah. Or OCD. That's another one. Oh, I'm a little bit OCD because I'm a bit tidy. Mm. That's not what OCD is no, all about no. at all. So, no. Yeah, I know what you mean. And it can also become a punchline, like you say. Somebody will like tidy something up at work. I'm oh, my OCD's kicking in. I, <gasps> yes! I've I've said that. I've yeah, I've said yeah. things when I've I've tidied things on my desk, and someone going, "What are you doing?" Oh, my OCD is kicking in. And then I'm thinking, <laughs> well, no, it isn't OCD. I'm just being tidy. Yeah. Whereas I'm not flicking the light switch on and off twenty times and stuff like that. Yeah. Where it's that's like severe cases of it. Mm. So I think people do use it as a punchline mm. sometimes, which then realizing. takes away the actual seriousness yeah, of it. Yeah, I mean, with, with postnatal OCD especially, it's like if you... The switching of the lights or the washing, if you don't do that, you really do believe something terrible is going to happen to your baby. Right. So you've got the intrusive thoughts coming mm. in. That, mm. And that's why they have to do these things and follow these rituals because their, their OCD is telling them 
if you don't do this, something terrible is going to happen to the person you love the most. Yeah. It must be horrendous. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I mean, we're talking about this country, and we'll get back to that in a minute. But is comedy a good therapy? Yes. Yeah? Absolutely. Um, One of the mums that was on our last course, she was... She had quite bad anxiety. But Mm. she... One of the things she used was this thing called laughing yoga. And so if you smile, a chemical is created in your brain that makes your brain think that you're smiling because you're happy. Right, okay. So instantly your brain is releasing serotonin. So just by smiling, you are tricking your brain into releasing the chemicals you want it to release. And if you can make yourself laugh, then that's even better. Mm. Just in the same way that if you frown, your brain thinks that you're upset about something. So one of the things I shared on, on social media was to wear sunglasses in the sun. Because, you know, you see people frowning because they haven't got their sunglasses on. It's literally tricking their brain into feeling Mm. not so great. So, yeah, laughing and smiling does work. Comedy is amazing. Yeah. Definitely. There you go. As long as you find the comedy funny. Yeah. (laughs) Do something that you find (laughs) funny makes you laugh. Yeah. It's funny you say about social media. Um, Obviously, it's become something that, that everybody is on these days. And one thing about things like, especially something like Facebook, everybody seems to put what their best version of themselves is on Facebook. Look yeah. how happy I am. Look how great everything is. Mm. Do you think that that's something that contributes to depression? I know it's quite a heavy thing to sort of say, but yeah. but with the fact that, especially if it's like a young mum looking on Facebook and all of her mates are going out and... A f- free, if you like, in inverted commas. Is that something that you think can contribute to anxiety and depression? Is- yeah, it definitely can do because there's lots of mums that come to shine who aren't on Facebook for that exact reason. Right. They've had to come off because it triggers anxiety in them. Um, and they see snippets of people's lives. And if you're feeling really sensitive and low about yourself, then you are going to compare yourself to these people. Mm. And, yeah, the same with Instagram. But I think people are becoming better at realising, like, with the ch- well, I've got two children, obviously, and I sort of say to them, this is not real. This is just a snippet of someone. We can all take an amazing picture and a smile. Mm. Yeah. But you don't know what the rest of that day has been like. No. No, everybody's guilty of looking on social media and thinking, God, they've got a great life, haven't they? Yeah. Yeah. We're all guilty of it. Yeah. So... Yeah. Well, not necessarily that, or that their life is better than mine. Yeah, it's like everybody on Facebook, their life is better than mine because there's a lovely photograph of them in front of a fountain or something. Yeah. You know, but yeah. like you say, that's a snippet of their day. Yeah, and yeah. it's just something that I, I can imagine. I mean, well, I can imagine I've done that same thing. If I've been feeling down, and you look and you say, "Well, my life is crap compared yes. to everybody else's that's on social media," <laughs> and it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a horrible well that you can fall down yeah, in and yeah. it's got that's just completely dark and there's no way out yes mm. yeah you're right um so do you within your groups do you did you say you have days out and everything as well or is it mainly just based where you are it's based where we are um so each week the mums know exactly what's happening what workshop they're doing and that that lasts for 12 weeks so it's like a whole term for one group of mums so we probably have a maximum of about nine mums on each course. Because we have a creche, we have an amazing qualified creche. Mm. So we have to work with ratio, with baby ratio with them. Um, but actually we wouldn't want any more than nine mums because I think it would then become a little bit too overwhelming. Mm. And you don't want 
segments to break off in the group. You want everyone to be together. So it's quite a nice yeah. number without being too scary. But yeah, it's all all of the workshops are at the specific places, but then mums do get together and do other things together too. We also have like follow-on workshops at other places. Like one of the artists that comes, Cotswold Create, Becky Kimberly, um, she organises, she does her own art workshops, but has two free spaces for Shine Mums at every single workshop that she does, in the hope that when you finish your Shine course, you then kind of move on to going out in the evenings and doing carry on with your workshops. Mm. Um, right. Yeah, so, but yeah, all at the same place. Right. So what ways do you try and, because obviously you must try and raise funds um, or through, like say, the lottery and things like that. Are there other yeah. ways that you try and... We, yes, I've done fundraisers in the past. The last one was called Down the Rabbit Hole and it coincided with Lewis Carroll's... No, was it Alice in Wonderland's 100th birthday? I think it was, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so we did a Down the Rabbit Hole event and it was lots of live music all designed around Alice in Wonderland. It was amazing with cocktails and um, it was in South Cerny where they'd had the the um, Scarecrow Trail as well. So we had mm. all the scarecrows in there. It was such hard work. Mm. It was really, really hard. But we did raise quite a lot of money, so it was worth it. Um, and I try to encourage mums. Mums love raising money for Shine. Right. Because they feel that it's a way for them to give back. Mm. So um, we've got some mums doing they're doing a mud run or something oh, right. raising money um and yeah so any kind of fundraising from the mums is amazing because it's really helpful for them because it, it helps with their recovery yeah so you're on facebook and uh, instagram yeah facebook which is shine once more that's the name of the page instagram is shine pnd art and then on twitter shine pnd support right well, we'll put all those links in the in the show notes so people Amazing. can just click onto them. Um, right, before we go any further, we're going to have a little bit of a quiz. Okay. Okay, we're going to do uh, Kerry or Curtain. I'm going to give you a line of dialogue. Yeah. You need to tell me whether it's Kerry or Curtain that oh says my it. Oh, okay. Now, the majority of these are all from the Scarecrow episode. Okay, yes. that's right. so that's... I should get it right <laughs> You then. should. I'll get the bell ready because I think this could be five out of five. <laughs> We've only got 50-50 chance. So if you that's don't true. know, that's have a guess. So here's number one. Go back and get one from there, then come straight back here and I'll tell you what to do, yeah? <gasps> Go back and get one from there, then come straight back here and I'll tell you what to do, yeah? Curtain. Well done. Do you know what bit that is? <laughs> yeah, he's telling them how to vote for his Well game. done. <laughs> extra ding for that. Because yeah, well I couldn't even no, remember. I couldn't remember that one. Uh, right, number two. I've had a target on my back since the day I was born. Kerry. Well done. Yeah, well done. <laughs> two out of two. Number three. These lot are scared of me, ain't you? Kerry. Well done. Three out of three. Number four. Stop it now. Just because your parents are divorcing, don't take it out on everyone else. Stop it now. Just because your parents are divorcing, don't take it out on everyone else. Curtain? That was Kerry. Is that Kerry? Talking oh, to... I think it was to, to? to... I think it was the one that had his face painted, Levi. Oh, uh, yeah, right. I think. Oh, I right, think. okay. Or it might have been... Anyway, um, uh, the last one for a four out of five. Do you know how small your brain is? <laughs> <laughs> 
curtain. That was Kerry was as Kerry? well. Oh, I was thinking it's going to have to be curtain, but no. It was Kerry as well. Oh, that was when he was shooting again. He was talking. That's not respectful. Bad. That's very good. <laughs> very respectful. 60%. That's true. Although the first three, you was 100% first three. But then yeah. that's good. That's good. That is, that's, that is a very respectful. <laughs> that's good. So did you watch the series when they came out weekly or did you binge them? I think I started to watch them. Weekly. Well, yeah, for the yeah. first series, I watched them weekly. And then I think I missed it when the second series came out and then I binged on those and then watched all of them again together with the children. Mm. So at the end of series two then, and then into the aftermath, did it cover things that you wanted it to cover? Was it a satisfactory end to series two? Remember it left you on a bit of a cliffhanger with the vacuums and everything? It made me look forward to the next series, the next season, which is... They are doing that, aren't they? They are yeah. supposed to be filming in August, apparently. Yeah. Yeah. It was definitely a bit of a cliffhanger. Mm. Mm. Yeah, it's going to be interesting which direction they decide to go and what they decide to do with it, but it's mm. uh, it's one of those things that we're not going to know until we see no. it and no-one's going to find out anything early or and anything. I found it so touching as well. It's amazing how the comedy can make you feel sad at the same oh. time. Like, oh, my God, you feel so There's sorry fine, for Kerry. Yeah, a fine line between the two, isn't it, comedy? it's so clever. Yeah. It's, it's, BBC Three seem to have this knack at the moment of finding these t- these comedy series that like will rip your heart out as well as make you laugh. Yes. I spent all of the weekend uh, watching Fleabag. Have you seen Fleabag no, yet? I haven't. Oh, my God. Is have you good? seen all of well, them? Well, no, no, I'm still it's, series one. It's unbelievable. It is unbelievable. It is funny. It is filthy. It rips your heart out. And it's very much like this. It's not the same sort of story-wise as this country. Yeah. But the, the sort of style, it's not a mockumentary, but... It's the fact that one minute you're laughing your head off and the next minute you're, like, choking back tears. Oh, I will have to It is so that. good. And then the other one was Back to Life, that Daisy Haggard um, show. That, oh, I've heard about that. Where this. she's uh, somebody that's just come back from 18 years in prison for murder and coming back to her, like, her mum and dad's house. Yes. Um, and again, it's, like, really, really funny. And it's really interesting because you think, well, what would it be like if you've been away from murder and, like, this, this whole town knows that you murdered... Like one of your friends, I think it was one of her friends, and then she's got to go back to like a normal life, and oh, she she goodness. doesn't know anything about like it's I've been seen eighteen. That on Netflix is it? Netflix it's um one? no, it's on BBC iPlayer oh, and BBC. Okay. But what's that one called again? Back to life. Back to life. She goes back to her bedroom, and because she's obviously she's been away for eighteen years, every poster is like David Bowie. Prince, George Michael, <laughs> and then she's got one of Jamie Oliver, and like I think her mum says, nah, last one standing, Jamie Oliver, the only one that's left oh, alive. My gosh, all the rest, yes. all the rest yeah, of her yeah, heroes of have all died. <laughs> but it's so, it is so good, it was, and it was quite surreal because I was um, messaging that. Oh God, just I, I was tweet, tweet, tweetering. Oh my <laughs> tweetering. God, hey kids, <laughs> I was tweeting that um, just finished Fleabag, and now I'm just doing uh, Back to Life. Um, and Daisy Haggard liked the tweet. Yes. And, and uh, Solomon, I forget what your name is now, the one who did the music, but that was really sweet. So I thought, oh, oh my God, this is weird. I'm watching her and I'm sort of, she's tweeting she with tweet- me while oh, I'm doing it. Oh, that's brilliant. I'll watch that. But it's, it's definitely worth it. And then I went and watched the first episode of Derek. So I was like an absolute, absolute mess. Oh, Have you ever seen Derek? No. The, I Ricky heard Gervais, of Derek. Ricky Gervais uh, comedy from, I don't know, like four or five years ago? Yeah, it must be. Yeah, it was a Channel 4 comedy, wasn't it? Channel 4 comedy, and again, he's the king of those kind of comedies where you laugh and then you cry. (laughs) Yeah, And the first episode of Derek, he plays a... What would you call him? 
special needs. He's a special needs guy that works in a old people's home. And he, okay. he's got a heart of gold. He loves old people. And his, and spoilers for anyone that hasn't seen it. In the first episode, his favourite old lady dies. And they play this music. And it's um, Neovo Bianchi. Is that what it's called? It's a beautiful bit of music. I'm, I've been to a, my cousin's wedding um, on the Saturday. I didn't cry once. This music came on and I'm on the sofa. <laughs> and I got tears streaming Aww. down my face. It is beautiful music, but it is so sad. So I really went through the ringer for this weekend. Oh, my you, gosh. You must be emotionally drained. This big old softie. <laughs> yeah. It's crazy, but it is weird how things like that can... It's just the simplest of things can make people emotional. Yeah. Mm. And and you understand that people are on that emotional tightrope all the time. The things that can tip people over are the strangest, probably most banal things, mm. but but you, every one of them is valid, I think. Yeah. And it's how you react to it and how you deal with it. Yeah, that's one thing that I have to be really careful of even now is watching too much news. Really? Because it it can just affect me too much. Um, And the the same with the mums that come to shine. They just can't watch the news. Or even the adverts. You know when you're watching TV and an advert comes Mm -hmm. on about uh, abused animals and Mm. things. I'm like, oh, my God, no, 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 I can't, I can't. Because, yeah, it's really hard to take it all on, isn't it? Mm. I'm with you on the news, though. I only watch the headlines and then turn it over. Yeah. I can't watch any more than the headlines. I mean, the trouble is, things like Twitter and that are great to be able, like I say, to be able to chat to people that create stuff, but they start putting on, like, I saw a video today of, like, people shooting elephants and stuff, <gasps> and you realise just what a r- cruel world this oh, is. Gosh. You know, these trophy hunting, these people, and, and... I'm not really one for swearing online, but if I ever see any of those, I will put the C word straight yeah. away yeah. because it's just, I don't understand that. No, I don't I understand don't. that. And you can understand people that stay away from news. I'm I'm mm. the same. News either upsets me or makes me angry. Yeah. Yeah. It's very rare that it makes me go, well, the world's a lovely place. You know what, though? There is a newspaper called The Happy News. Oh, really? Which you can, if you have a look online for The Happy News, it comes out... For three or four times a year that it gets delivered to your house, jam-packed full of all the beautiful, amazing things that you don't really? know is happening in the world. That's a great idea. So every single it? article makes you smile. It's real amazing news. Yeah, happy news. That's a I great idea. Uh, they should. They should. Um, it's they a lovely should idea. Isn't do it? that more than three or four times a year. I they think. should. Or maybe there just isn't enough happy <laughs> news. <to do>. <laughs> oh. But so, you know, are the ladies that come and visit you then at Shine big fans of this country? Have you managed to persuade people to? Watch I have. It? Yes, I do talk to them about this country, and in the summer. Um, Daisy's dad is organising a charity football match. Indeed, mm. we're commentating. We're going to be you? there. Yeah, yeah, fantastic. We're, we're going to commentate. So That's going to be a great this day. country people, isn't it? Against yeah. the, some sort of like Sorrentine, veterans. Yeah, Sorrentine veterans. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I've told them all about that and given them all the details, and that, yeah, yeah, they find it really nice. That... Yeah, July twenty first. That is, isn't is it? it? The That's 21st. the twenty first at Siren Football Club, and it's there's no tickets beforehand. You can go and pay on the door, so we yeah. can do a little shout out for that now. But there's going to be, I think, children's football before, uh, yeah. and then you so... pay on the gate to to get in to watch the match at Siren Football Club. And there's a lot of, lot of um, all sorts going on. All sorts going. Charlie's going to be playing. I think. Um, 
uh, I think Daisy's coming to join us in the commentary booth. Well, she certainly said that she would like so, to. Um, so, fingers crossed. Oh, work yeah. commitment. She's going to be cheerleading so, as well, Yeah, she's going to be cheerleading as well. <laughs> yeah. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. And obviously you'll be there. I'm definitely going to be there. So you'll have to come up to the commentary yeah. box. So you, are you, are you cheerleading hello. as well? You're going to get your pom-poms out. <laughs> <laughs> You ain't got nothing to say to that. I was, I was going to say, as long as they don't clash with mine. <laughs> I would give anything to see you dressed up as a cheerleader with your pom-poms. Again? Again. You have to just get that old old costume out. You mean you? you want me to do it in public? Yes. Okay. Not just for me in the ear. Yeah, do it. Oh, here we go again. always been thrown the, under the bus. The money always. that we'd make, Neil. Can you imagine all the dump gang would love seeing you? Dressed as a cheerleader. It's not going to look good in a commentary box, though, is it? Well, then you'd have to be out of the commentary no, box. No, half time. Half time. The half time show. Is routine? Yeah, half time show. If I do it, he's doing it. Isn't the half time show. Would you hit me, baby, one more time? Yes. No, I don't like that song. <laughs> <laughs> If I'm doing it, he's doing it. I can't. I've got a dodgy knee. You see, he's oh! throwing me under the bus. No more. Imagine both of us doing the splits in the centre well, circle. The lifts will be amazing. That's do what you know, I want to see. People do doing the lift. Do dirty dancing. Yeah. Oh, Lorraine, I feel knackered just talking about that, let alone having to do it. I don't oh, know. I, feel, I just feel anxiety coming oh. on. <laughs> We may be calling you later. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, do you want to just go through all your social media bits and pieces again? Just Absolutely. So, so on Shine, it's called... No, sorry, Facebook. It's called Shine Once More. And then Instagram, Shine PND Art. And Twitter is Shine PND Support. Wonderful. Well, Brilliant. thank you very much for joining us. Thank you Lauren. so much for having not, me. Not quite so sweaty in here this time, no. was it? No. <laughs> she says disappointingly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, thank no, you very thank Neil, you so much. No, thank you very much. No, it's been a lot of fun Lorraine. chatting. It's it really has. I mean, it's been a, a bit insightful. more of a serious one, but it's been well, no, it's things very that need insightful. to be said. I think it's Absolutely. nice to, to do that, isn't it? Absolutely. And people need the message out there. Absolutely. Indeed, and people and need to realise there is help, even you know, for men as well. Even if there is troubles and they've got problems or anything, there are people out there that will talk. Yeah, speak You're about not it. alone. Talk about exactly. it. Exactly. Mm. Okay. Exactly. Uh, do you want to do a little bit of housekeeping, Neil? Let's do this. Here we we go. are on you get it all right of the social medias. We're on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Snapchat. I nearly forgot which one of the social medias went. Yeah. Under WTAF This Country. Well done. Mm. We <laughs> have a website called we WTAFpodcast.com. Oh, well done. He was close to getting that one. Yeah, I nearly got that one wrong. And you can email us at WTAFthiscountry at hotmail.com. Wow. So you're getting practice. good at that, mate. Well done. You're getting good at that. And you can also <laughs> uh, support us on Patreon, WTAF. So, oh, God, see, I balls that. <laughs> <laughs> Patreon.com forward slash WTAF. We've got loads of different rewards at different levels, uh, signed goodies and uh, all stuff like that. Fantastic. Uh, and come and subscribe to the podcast and please leave us a rating and a review. And also, if you like the stuff that we do here, come and listen to our Pavo and Neil chats about podcasts, which is our new one. We're on... Episode five. We will be this well, week. Well, as, as we're recording this. Yes, yeah. Come uh, along so we're on probably eight or nine as Come you hear this. Join in the chat. Yeah, we just chat about anything, don't we? And everything. Yeah. A- everything and anything. Yeah, we do. But <sighs> yeah. <Well>, that's it. <laughs> Thank you once again, Lorraine. Thank you. It's been an absolute pleasure to have you here. Uh, Neil, it's been all right, I think. Yeah. <laughs> Thank, Thank you very much, everybody listening. Go and get plumbed, you fuckers. Scarecrow Festival is like the most important day of the year.
daft cow. This is just ridiculous. What the actual fuck? Hi, I'm Pav. I'm Neil. We're here to tell you about our new exciting project, the Top 10 of Anything podcast. Phenomenal. That's right, Neil. We grab a guest or two, pick a subject, then bring our own Top 10s to the pod. Yes. It could be Top 10 scary movies, Top 10 swear words, Top 10 breakfast foods, anything. Oh, you saucy devil. Indeed, Neil. Our first episode will be online very soon, so subscribe on all your usual podcast platforms so you don't miss it. Yes. The Top 10 of Anything podcast. Let's begin the countdown. Phenomenal. Phenomenal.